0: In the early 2000s, a global climate crisis emerged from humankind's disregard for the earth and its natural systems. Scientists warned of an apocalypse the likes of which could eradicate human existence. The blaming began, with the leaders of many powerful nations pointing fingers at each other. Eventually, war erupted, and deadly nuclear salvos fired from the biggest superpowers ravaged much of the earth destroying and irradiating large portions of its surface. Certain major cities survived, and from the ashes, rose again. The survivors did what they could, utilizing the resources of a few very wealthy corporations to combat the climate crisis. For almost a century, civilization has survived, hobbled together with corporate governance and expanded to the few sections of the globe still viable for sustaining human life. Antarctica. Once an inhospitable frozen tundra has become one such bastion for human life. Colonized by a Scottish arms corporation called Militech, Pilatus Antarctica is a thriving metropolis of the future. last time on Roll Warriors. The associates go toe-to-toe with the all-female ass-kicking celebrity hit squad, the Red Hots. The fight seems evenly matched with Sui Ji making up for the number deficit by being petty, until Abel takes matters into her own hands. After making a grown man pee himself, Abel intimidates the Red Hots into abandoning their hunt and their footage. After the fight, Ji gets a call from Mr. Yellow, who renews her interest in the Sahara Hacker Investigation. Later, Saul makes his way to a clandestine meet-up with Donati's lieutenant, Fidel Manchurian, to sell a million euro bucks worth of guns and ammo. While there, Saul learns some dangerous information about possible collusion between the Donatis and Skeleton. Saul sends out a long and confusing text to Abel explaining the situation, rather poorly. Arriving back at the Longshoremen, Saul readies himself for a team meeting. Saul comes into the room. He's got a, uh, ba- a taco bag that reads Penguin Tacos, and you've, you're carrying, like, a slushy.
1: What the fuck, Saul?
2: I, oh, hello, Saul. Uh, I'm sorry I didn't get you guys slushies. I just I didn't know what you're, you were looking for.
3: Um, are you okay, Abel? Um, anything you want to talk about, or...
1: Yeah, I saw, like, you're fucking... (sighs) I should have gotten, like, 90% whiskey and, like, 10% coffee as opposed to the... What's the deal with the cops, dude?
0: And Saul, you explain to Abel um, everything that you saw and everything that you heard, um, and you get to the the end of your uh, explanation...
2: There was a wanted poster for him, man. Like he's skeleton, dude. This shit goes deep, dude. And like I don't know if what's co-
1: what's, what's skeleton?
2: So like like Skeleton Man is like um It's like some sort of gang or something, but they had a bunch of like wanted posters out and like the Rainbow Dude he was like number two on the fucking like you know big big shit list, man. And so I think I know where they're. I, th- I think I know where the nuclear device is going.
1: Yeah, where is it going, man?
2: Uh, to skeleton. Like I don't know where they're going, but like the skeleton guy got it. So like, maybe we should just tell. I, I'm not gonna lie. Like, I don't want to jeopardize a my sale and b. These guys are pretty fucking hardcore. Um, and if they're playing around with like nukes, I don't really want to get. Caught up in the crossfire You know what I mean It's like one thing to Take a 9 mill to the chest It's another thing To get like Radiation poisoning
1: I mean both will kill you So
2: Yeah but One's considerably Less painful And less sketchy
1: I You know I feel like your relationship To those two Deadly interactions Is just you know, One is colored By daily interactions And therefore familiarity And one is not but either way, you know, Bigfoot probably doesn't want to get nuked. Oh, <laughs> f- fuck.
2: That is a very valid point. And the other point in front of it with the whole daily interaction, that is a very good philosophical idea. But I think we could probably just tell Sahara that, like, Skeleton has the nukes because they just want to know. I don't know if they, like, I don't know if we need to steal a file anymore, man. Because... I don't want to fuck with the Donati crime family either. They seemed, they seemed pretty legit. Out of most of the people I've dealt with, like they bought probably the most shit I've sold in four years.
1: So where did Fidel get this, uh, this hot box?
2: I, he came out of the police station with it.
1: <laughs> Abel just like sits down on the couch and flails out and just kind of throws like the saddest little temper tantrum,
2: like, <laughs> uh, uh, <laughs> fuck. I have hot sauce packets if uh, I'll cheer you up. Do you want the end of my God. slushy?
1: Why? Why? Why can't? Why can't shit just be like? Why? Why does it all have to? Uh, what? Oh, fuck. What? Which police station was this? This was...
2: What What police station would it be? It's the Pilates one, man.
1: Oh, I, I was just hoping, hoping it wasn't, it
2: wasn't Yeah, it was the one in the South Wharf,
0: because that's where you were. Um, just as you guys are having this conversation, uh, you get, like, a general news alert on your... on your, um, agents that says, uh, South Wharf P- PCP headquarters... Robbed, And then the subheading is item missing from evidence locker poses questions to PCP's security practices and the safety of the city at large. Uh, See, I was like right there, man.
2: Told you.
3: Okay, so this doesn't question the integrity or competence of the police department. Um, What I'm getting from this is that the police department is working with whoever took this item. Is that a wrong assumption
2: to have? I don't know, man. Because, like, so I'll tell you what. Like, it was all chill when uh, Fidel came and, like, started. But then when I left, that whole place was, like, if you, like, you know, pulled down a watch nest and just punted it. Like, it was going crazy. So maybe it's just, like, some people working on the inside. Um, It could be a lot of people. It could be just a couple. But, like, one way or another, man, like, piggies are piggies.
1: I'm going to message Zemlin. I don't
3: think we can trust the police.
1: I mean, I'm not going to message it. I'm just going to message him like, Hey, bud, how's your day? Question mark.
0: He sends a text back and says, Uh, well, I've learned how to cook a new recipe. Being on administrative leave really sucks. Yeah. What?
1: Don't burn the house down. Uh, fuck. Okay, so I guess, I mean, yeah, that's good that he's not around there. And I'm just kind of talking to myself now. But, like, so he's... So th- I mean, that means Beast not going to be in the area for, like, any fucking reason. But uh, is that he's connected? Is the like, what's the going on? What's the connection? There's a connection.
2: Do you... Do you know something about this man?
1: He's kind of, it's sort of, um, there's a dude that I'm associated with loosely from a distance named Cop, Uh, this cop, Zemlin, the guy's Zemlin, this cop Zemlin.
2: Oh, I thought that was a code earlier.
1: No, 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 no. I wish it was. Anyway, this dude, I'm not a big fan of him, but, you know, it's good to have connections sometimes. Anyway, he got shot up, apparently apprehending this nuke and got, like, a shit ton of accolades for it. I don't understand how he had managed to, like, apprehend it. It just, it really seems suspect. But, yeah, uh... Kind of crazy that it's now just you know walking out of the front fucking door.
2: Like this shit goes deep, dude.
1: So do we got any paper or like string or an open wall in this room?
2: Saul rips up the paper bag that held his taco, and it's kind of like it's kind of greasy.
1: All right, that'll 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 fucking work. Okay, I need I, I've got a pen. Okay.
3: So Fungi goes to her terminal to bring back a packet of spare wires
1: dope okay so all right and then for the next like hour abel just like packs up on the wall a spaghetti graph trying to track out how the um nukes known whereabouts and where they've gone and what we know
2: um, while abel's doing that Saul is pulling up tinfoil making hats for him
0: So, Abel, why don't you talk us through, since you're the one put, putting all these things up, um, why don't you talk us through sort of the biggest pieces of evidence or, or the most important um, pieces of information that you're putting up on this wall?
1: Yes. So, and I'm going to need your help on this one a little bit, GM. But yeah, of
0: course. If so you can't recall anything, I can help.
1: I know that a couple days ago, a nuke showed up in the city that was apprehended by the police in a random traffic stop in which a shootout was initiated and somehow they ended up with a nuke. Do we know who they took the nuke from? They took the nuke from the Donatis? Yes,
0: yeah, so the the nomad um, smugglers who are part of the Donati crime family, yeah.
1: Okay, so it was originally in Donati hands. It was taken by the police and put into evidence. Correct. The individual that was part of that was Zemlin, who is apparently on administrative leave, cooking.
0: Yeah, he's he's kind of like on like desk duty,
1: mm-hmm.
0: um, and like half half days because his he's still recovering mm-hmm. physically from the shots.
1: Yeah, well, you know when I get a gunshot, when I still have to go fucking work the next day. Um, but anyway, um, so the nuke is at Zit. Is Uh, The place of the police The police station Which apparently right next door There's a Donati uh, Safe house, warehouse sort of thing Where people can do deals and shit And this high on the sky Chain Fidel Is working out of And while He's working out of that With our good buddy Saul A skeleton crew member Who apparently has really good taste In hair dye strolls in without the nuke, strolls out with the nuke, with a delayed reaction by the police themselves, is not caught by the police, and is now at large.
3: Which, sorry, Fungi interjects by saying, to me, that sounds like the police is involved in some capacity. To what extent is unknown, but it can be safe to say that they have a hand in the events that transpired.
1: But see, yes, that's what's confusing, because the Donatis originally had the nuke. And I guess we're intending to sell a nuke to the skeleton crew before it was apprehended by the police? Was that the true thing, or was it supposed to go to the police?
2: Well, the best way to, like, you know you know what they say, the best way to get rid of of a person is to fake a death. Who has the highest intelligence or whatever in this group?
0: Uh, Saul has a in- 6 to his intelligence.
1: Intelligence? Five, 9. 10.
0: Okay, Abel, mm-hmm. give me a concentration check.
1: <laughs> Rolled a 1. So that would be plus my intelligence and... So that would be okay. my interview plus my empathy? Or my um, intelligence?
0: It, your intelligence.
1: Okay,
0: 16. 16. You remember, or for whatever reason, you just recall your conversation um, with, doc, with Mr. Purple when he was initially giving you guys the information about this job. Um, and one line sticks out to you specifically, which was, we think that they are moving a larger product somewhere else. And it's your job to find out where.
1: So would the nuke be the larger product that they are moving? Or is there an even bigger nuke?
0: Well, remember Zemlin had said that this was like the, the stuff he found in the car was pretty like a small amount. Mm-hmm.
1: A baby nuke.
0: Yeah.
3: So it sounds more like this whole situation was a distraction. If it's thought that the Donatis are moving something bigger, would this whole nuke situation found by Zemlin be an attempt to divert attention?
2: I don't know, man. Like, maybe it's just a bigger nuke. So, like, maybe they were trying to sell all of it to a skeleton guy, but, like, this small amount got yoinked so they had to maybe they had to sell it wholesale like I can tell you I can tell you people get really angry if you say you're gonna sell them a thousand guns and you only show up with like 800 of them you know
3: yeah but that also raises the question why would they be selling their nukes have they become obsolete
2: bro like you could probably charge a shit ton of money for them man like I'm not gonna lie I uh I may have put in an order for Close to a million plus euro bucks of worth of guns, ammunition, and other things for the denied crime family today.
1: Whoa, 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 Saul, Saul, what? What, Saul? Why? Why?
2: I work for Militech. What the fuck do you think I do? Like, how do you think I make my fucking day-to-day money? Oh, no. Oh. But like um
1: Oh fucking fuck 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 fuck
2: fuck 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 I'm sorry if like that wasn't upfront and clear, but like I told I told y'all when I like when I signed on with Sahara like this is a side gig.
1: I mean Saul, I was really kinda thinking that you were just like chump change individual, like tiny fish. Like really, really tiny, kind of kind of dumb fish.
2: Fuck you, I I got best salesman up up in Dusk City for like two years in a row, man, and it's because I can do shit like this, and nobody suspects me, okay?
1: Yeah, because you know, Dusk City is just like a shining beacon of paradise and civilization. No, it's a fucking shithole, just like this place.
2: Well, (sighs) I'm sorry you have such strong feelings and you're not optimistic, but like...
3: Uh, okay guys, guys, um... Arguing amongst ourselves definitely isn't going to help the situation. Um,
1: Yeah, what's not going to help the situation is when those guns are pointed at us
2: tomorrow. I brought this up. Well, not tomorrow. It's going to take like two, three days. But I brought this up because, like, they just gave me a million dollars. Maybe they sold all those nukes for a shit ton more money than a million euro bucks.
3: And what could they have to the point that they don't need nukes anymore? I think that is...
2: well. I can tell you Uh, this, like, from talking to the Donatis, I don't really think they want to, like, nuke the fucking city or anything. It sounds like they kind of have a good foothold, especially if, like, if Fidel can just walk out of the fucking police department and still be, like, one of the lead, I don't know, fucking henchmen of the the leading crime family of this city. I don't think he would want to fuck up where he lives, you know?
1: No, he just wants to hold a hostage.
2: Why would he want to hold it hostage? Why would why would the Donatis want to hold it hostage? It sounds like they have a pretty good, cushy gig.
1: What do you think they're already doing, Saul?
2: They're just stealing money from people. It's what all the corporations have been doing since day one. I mean, they run the fucking casino. What's that? It's just how they steal money. They, they're they the same as any one of these corporations. It's how they do stuff. Now,
1: Yeah, yeah,
2: yeah. I think it's a skeleton, dude. They bought the nukes. They must be planning something to do with them. And they... It looks like they have a bunch of wanted posters out for them. So obviously, they don't have a very cushy lifestyle like the Donatis do. So, I don't know. Maybe they want to hold the city hostage. Maybe they want to do some weird shit with whatever the fuck they want to do. But I don't i don't think it's the Donatis.
1: No, you know, what problem we have is we know where. <laughs> if you're in business selling milk you don't sell your fucking cow so if the donates are selling this shit to skeleton or skeletons just walking out of wherever with whatever they want then yeah there is much bigger fish out there and much bigger cows sorry for my analogies they kind of got away from me
2: no it works i i get it i, yeah, I, I get Whatever. It Well, I don't know. To me, that just means that like, well, both of them then got their hands in these pies. But I don't, I don't know what they would want to do with these things. Like, like I said, like, the Natties probably just want to sell that shit off to have more money. I don't know what Skeleton wants to do because they sound like a bunch of fucking creepy dude dude bros. But I can tell you this: I don't, I don't think the Natties want to destroy the fucking city or do anything like that. They got they got it good, man.
3: Is there any way to follow where the skeleton guy may have gone? I
2: don't, I don't know, man, like I I left that place and you know, if I was like one of you guys I'd put a tracker on him, but like not gonna lie, that warehouse was full of denati people and I don't wanna set anything off. Um I know they got big wanted posters out for him, so you know people could be if we could find like a local place that like hires out bounty hunters or something like maybe we could talk to them see if they got any leads and like you know not to not to step on their job but like just ask where, where they think these people are
1: is Sahara aware of Skeleton
0: yeah they um, I explained this to Saul in our solo session probably you guys have heard of them before Uh, You, G and and Abel, especially, um, because, you know, knowing things is what you're good at. And Skeleton is kind of a corporate boogeyman in a lot of ways. Uh, Basically, they have been fighting the the Palata City Police Department in Bone Row for, like, decades now. Uh, It's basically a war zone over there and uh kind of like anything that's really terroristy or extreme gets pinned on skeleton um so that's what you that's what you know of them you've seen them in the news uh like a lot um it's just like you know this place was destroyed possible ties to skeleton or like some uh corporate bigwig's daughter goes missing and they pin it on a uh, skeleton so that's the that's kind of what you know about them they're not they're not like the the donatis or even the kennedys where they're they're just like a gang or a criminal organization they're kind of more like extremists
1: oh, good i was hoping that that was the news this whole thing we need to take two directions and trace the nuke forward with the skeleton, and trace it back with the Donatis, because either way, one of those directions is going to lead us to a bigger sore.
2: Well, how about this? So I was gonna actually bring this up too. Now that I've done this deal with Fidel, I don't really feel comfortable being around their casino at all. So. I can do my best to look into doing what skeleton does and you guys can stick with chilling out in the casino doing that thing. Um, but yeah, I just don't want to jeopardize anything on any of our parts.
0: So you are racking your brain trying to think of where Sherwood Forest would be in the city of Pilatus. You narrowed it down to two possible locations. Both of them are in the Sun Hills. The first is there is a, par- a large park with minimal tree coverage in the Biotechnica Zoo the, the, yeah this is the this is definitely the larger of the two locations the other is a small cemetery with plenty of trees
1: yeah i'm I don't trust biotechnica and their um methods of data collection even in like a public park situation so anything that's around by them i'm gonna avoid and yeah uh,
0: i will i will put in uh my two cents and and just just add that the you are you are going to meet her at a late hour the sun has set already and so the zoo would be closed so
1: yeah and I'm gonna pick up uh I'm gonna go to the cemetery I'm gonna pick up some flowers on the way there probably some okay. I don't know whatever's in season and take that to the cemetery with me
0: alright you grab your bouquet of synthetic flowers
1: yeah they're like uh and- Black-eyed Susans. We'll go with that.
0: Yeah, they can be whatever you want them to be because there's hardly any real flowers anymore. It's all sort of 3D printed.
1: As long as they're not the 90s silk flowers, I'm fine.
0: Yeah. No, these are are synthesized to have real-looking petals and aromas, and uh, they need water just like... Real flowers, but they just were not grown in the ground.
1: Okay, that, that's fine. They'll do.
0: Okay, so you enter this cemetery. It's very dark, with the with the canopy of trees, sort of keeping the the street light or the city lights uh, at bay. But there are several headstones um, around and standing in. The middle of this cemetery is a uh, woman with a large black umbrella over her. She's pro- probably about six foot three in her heels and she wears a black pencil skirt, a sleeveless bow- blouse, and a conservative uh, silver jewelry. Her right arm is a cyber prosthetic a designer model made to look real aside from the exposed rubber joints. She appears to be in her early thirties with long pearl white hair tied in a loose bun and a monochromatic facial makeup that accents her cheeks to make them more pronounced. She covers herself with a black umbrella and her perfume smells of eucalyptus and cactus blossom. And as you approach her, you notice there she is standing next to a headstone And the headstone uh, is named Jepson Sherwood, 2000 to
1: 2064. Hmm. So, yeah, I'll walk up and uh, place my flowers down at the headstone. And just kind of stand there with my head bowed for a moment and say... I didn't know uh, anybody else knew Mr. Sherwood.
0: And without looking at you, she says yes, he was a good friend of my father's. Quite a shame what happened to him, really.
1: It's a shame what happens to all of us in the end.
0: And then, um, she's gonna kind of chuckle to herself and say, yes, I'm not quite, uh, quite savvy with the cloak and dagger, so um, this is all a new experience for me you must be able
1: and you must be Maid Marian
0: yes but you can call me Anetta.
1: well Anetta, why don't we um, I don't know go take a seat is there anywhere you feel more comfortable or do you want to just have our conversation here
0: well there's a bench just back the path there where we can sit and grieve in peace
1: that sounds lovely after you
0: very good and she um she walks towards this bench and you wait about five or ten seconds before you follow her and take a seat on the opposite side of the bench and she, she turns to you and says well now striker says that you are reliable
1: I'm going to sit forward and just kind of rest my elbows on my knees and um, sort of just keep my eyes forward still. Um, Yeah, uh, I try to be reliable for striker, at least.
0: And I hope you can also be discreet, yes?
1: (laughs) Most of the time. uh, A lot of this whole walking and breathing thing depends on me being discreet.
0: Yes, uh, he did mention that you have a tad in trouble with the Kennedys and that undertaking this might be a bit personal for you.
1: You can say I've inherited a few grudges. Haven't we all? So, um, how do you know Stryker?
0: Oh, he and I go way back. Um, I've been sending him, uh, you know, security uh, for a couple of years now and, uh, you know, the quiet people who won't talk about the clinic or who won't talk about, you know, the work that he does um, and reliable, headstrong people who will do what needs to be done to make sure that operations run smoothly. And I also, um, quite embarrassingly, before sort of we were business partners i was a uh a fangirl of his of his uh his act you know the whole club scene
1: well he's quite the artist i wouldn't blame you
0: yes i had all of his i had all of his albums in my uh room and i even had a poster
1: (laughs) a a poster oh so you that's um it's pretty old school of you
0: well my uh My family likes to hold on to the past, as it were. So I kind of inherited my my love of the antiquities of yesteryear from them. But enough about me. You're here for a job, yes?
1: I guess so. I figured I was here for an interview.
0: Well, I can tell you what I know. And then you can decide for yourself whether you're up to the task.
1: Sounds agreeable to me.
0: So listen, I know that you know that the drug haze has been dis- distributed by the Kennedys for uh, the last couple of months now, and it's primarily fun- funneled through a Jackie at the head of, of the organization, and I also know, and he didn't share much with me, but I know that you might have had a tad bit to do with uh, her going underground. Do you want to know where she is?
1: Hmm. That would certainly uh, level our playing field a little bit.
0: Well, I have it on good authority that she's currently operating out of a pornography studio in the Upper West Side. Would that be information that you'd be interested in?
1: Uh, jeez! I shouldn't be surprised uh they were always okay, yeah, um yeah, that's very interesting information uh, interesting enough that I wonder how you came by it.
0: Well, you know, various back channels um there's quite a network of fixers, just like myself, and we pass along information from one another. And uh I bought this one for you know, a little bit of information about something else. And I was gonna pass it along, but I I thought I'd mention it uh to Stryker first, because I, I know he had an interest in in their drug production and he turned me on to you, so here I am, holding the uh keys to the kingdom, as it were.
1: Well I think you assume a little bit much of me, see I'm not interested in getting back at the Kennedys in such a brash way that a connection to a Jackie would be considered keys to the kingdom. But it just, it makes me very curious as to why you wouldn't just sell this information. What skin do you have in this game? Because it's obviously personal. To myself and to Stryker. And our projects, they're not just little pet projects to keep us busy in our 20s and 30s before we figure out how to eke a life out of whatever the hell this is. So, you know, I'd be happy to kind of take this information, turning it into something useful for you. I need to know why it is so useful for you.
0: Well, see, there's another bit I haven't quite uh, told you about yet. And this is sort of more... The first bit was kind of an appetizer, something to get you biting to the table, really. But if I disclose the next bit, I need you to be on board.
1: Hmm. On board with um with maybe going to this place and checking it out clearing it out.
0: Yes, and you don't have to do it yourself even. I don't care how it gets done actually. Um I get paid either way to make sure that this um this haze gets off the streets, yeah?
1: Hmm. Okay. And so fixing this Jackie situation, you think, will solve your haze problem?
0: Most assuredly.
1: And I'm sitting quietly at the moment, but Abel would definitely still be sitting quietly at the moment, uh, just thinking... Um is there any sort Let me let me see. I'd like to get sort of a human perception roll off of her.
0: Yeah. Yeah. Um you want to make a uh
1: Yeah, human perception perception empathy roll. Um 21 for human perception on uh on uh, Anita or Anika?
0: Anetta. Okay, so I mean, there's definitely something that she's holding back from you because you haven't agreed to the job yet, and you can tell that she's nervous, but you aren't aren't sure whether the nervousness is her lying to you or just the fact that she's like uncomfortable with the situation and maybe a little bit inexperienced at the cloak and dagger. So yeah, I think that's what you what you gather from your role.
1: Um, I mean, she's not kind of glancing around or doing any sort of tells as far as somebody else um, in the area.
0: Yeah, no, she's she's very the she's dropped the whole like spy routine basically because you know when you approached, she was she was very non nonchalant like we're not having a conversation we're just two people visiting the cemetery but now that you sat down at the bench that whole facade has dropped away and she's just speaking to you plainly
1: okay and then um just one more thing before we kind of get into it um i want to gonna look at her very clearly like definitely in the eyes and just Obviously give her a once-over and not in like an inappropriate way, but I want her to see that. I'm sizing her up um, While I'm doing that I want to get a kind of better feel for what's going on with this cyber arm So if I'm trying to size up her arm a little bit Would you put that as awareness notice so it'd be under intelligence or would you put that as a straight tech roll?
0: Uh let's go tech for now.
1: Okay. So that would be 15.
0: 15. Like I said before, it's kind of like a um kind of like more of a designer model cyber arm. This thing's not built with like a lot of uh attachments or like lethal weaponry. It's it's not like a military model or like some sort of ripper uh model. That it's it's kind of got her skin tone, and it aside from like the the rubbery joints, it looks like a, a prosthetic arm. You also know just from like culturally at being like a consumer that these are kind of higher end.
1: Okay. Well, um, we're here, aren't we? So why don't we? yeah, why don't we do some business together?
0: Okay. If you're accepting the offer, I can divulge the rest of my intelligence.
1: Well, let's just say I'm accepting the job terms negotiable.
0: Right. We can discuss payment later. And, you know, if you want to bring anybody else in on this, that's fine too. But here's just the brass tax. You're accepting my job and you will complete it. Yes.
1: Abel's just gonna, uh, yeah. Um, yeah, here, uh, and I'm going to put my hand out and shake on it since you seem to like these old fashioned terms.
0: And she shakes your hand and then, um, she, she pulls out her, her agent, and starts, like, reciting off the information that she has listed on it. And she says, And I'm, oh, hold,
1: hold, well, okay. Maybe, maybe let's, t- let's, let's go for a walk. Do you, um, here, do you want to, you can hold onto my arm and, and, uh, read me this book you have written.
0: <laughs> okay, okay. Yeah, that's fine. Uh Stretch the legs. Yeah. Anyway, um, so the reason why I have a vested interest in this is because there is an executive with Biotechnica that has been supplying the Kennedys with their their psilocybin, you know, the the hallucinogenics that go into Hayes and he wants out of his arrangement with them. It's become too risky, too dangerous for um, him to continue to be associated with them and because of this, uh, he's hired uh, me to find or any fixer, I, I just happened to be the one to, to accept the job Uh, to find somebody to eliminate the Jackie because she's the only one who's seen his face and knows that he's part of this whole arrangement do you have questions so far
1: no uh, no questions that's an interesting story Um, I hope that Stryker did tell you I have a very deep hate for any sort of corporation.
0: Well, yes. um, But they are the reality that we live in. And I'd rather think that with the funds that you could get from this, which, again, we haven't discussed the price or come to a negotiation on that, You might be able to... Win a victory somewhere else. And listen... This guy... He's not... I don't think he's who you want. Right? I mean, he's just a... He's just an executive selling... Supplies to drug dealers. There's worse... Buggers out there that need... A whacking.
1: Yeah, but Aneta... I'm not really in the... Oh, man... I guess I've started to get a little bit of a reputation. Uh, I did not want to be in this business. I'll take your job. I'll be discreet. And I think you're right in certain aspects that my my bill doesn't have to be settled by a technica, but there's a long list of individuals that will end up paying and um i'm gonna make sure i'm there when the bill is due but maybe that's a little too much information for you uh
0: (laughs) yes i'm i'm rather gonna forget i heard that actually if it's all the same
1: well uh yeah it's all the same both of us are not very very good at all of this um for lack of a better word, bullshitting around. But yeah, this um, Jackie problem, I can solve it for you. One way or another.
0: Okay. Now, I don't know if she's at the studio all the time. That is something you might have to figure out for yourself. But I know who would know.
1: Mm-hmm. And who would that be?
0: Her street dealers. I think you might be able to... rustle up a... Uh, some answers if you... come at them with some good old neighborhood vigilante justice.
1: Have you been watching cartoons? I think you've been watching some cartoons lately.
0: I'm a big movie fan. And, uh... Well, this... Another embarrassing bit, I guess, is, um... I kind of watched, like, Mission Impossible before I came, because I wasn't quite sure how to do this whole thing.
1: Um, did you learn anything?
0: Only that British are bloody good at uh, filmmaking.
1: Uh, you know what? Yeah, I'll take your word for it. I don't think I've seen that particular film, but, um, you know, you shouldn't be embarrassed about facts about yourself. They're uh, they're your truth, so you should own it. And um, it's kind of can be kind of charming sometimes.
0: You think I'm charming?
1: In the generic sense, it
0: you can't quite tell because <laughs> of her monochromatic makeup, but there might be a little bit of a blush there.
1: Yeah, Abel's totally just like tripping over her own feet at the moment. Um,
0: <laughs> like beet red face.
1: Yeah, <laughs> just uh, <clears throat> so yeah, totally body discomfort. Um, <clears throat> but yeah, 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 you shouldn't. Um, I guess, I guess, yeah, you, you're you've got a certain thing about you. Um, this is a lot. You're a lot easier to talk to over the phone. Um Yeah, so what's the what's the terms?
0: Well I've been offered Well, I won't tell you how much I will make off the job, but I can offer you twelve thousand.
1: Perception check. Is that a lot of money? Is that is she is she lowballing me right now?
0: I mean you can you can roll a perception check.
1: Yes, I'd like I to I r- think
0: I would think Abel can can judge based on how much she's made for her Sahara jobs, whether she thinks that that's a lot of money. But, yeah, I mean, on, on the other hand, well, I'll let you roll, and then we'll...
1: Yeah, yeah, let me roll here. Because I, I, I know that, like, you know, corporate job, you get paid X amount of money, you know? But freelancing, you get paid a shit ton of money. So I don't know, it's 17. How are we doing at a 17?
0: 17. It's certainly... On the low side, for asking you to murder somebody <laughs> for money, mm-hmm. <laughs> but it's still uh a fair amount of money for the work that you've been doing.
1: you know, Anetta, I feel like you can do a little bit better than that, honestly.
0: There's nothing getting past you, is there well. I'll have to dip into my commission for the, for all this, but I can add another 10 for your discretion.
1: Yeah, that sounds... that sounds even. I'll consider that a deal. We don't have to shake on it again if you don't want to, but it sounds fine. To oh,
0: you. I don't mind. <laughs>
1: okay. So, yeah, Abel's just going to take a step back and extend her hand out again.
0: And based on, or because of the way that you are positioned now, the hand that she shakes you with is now her prosthetic.
1: Is that abnormally strong? Does she crush my hand?
0: No, it's very gentle and um, smooth, but also cold. I mean, there's no warmth to it at all.
1: It's is uh, a pretty high-end modification you got here. Uh, is a story tied with it?
0: Maybe, um, maybe a story over drinks, yeah? Don't want to, um, don't want to take away all my mystery yet, do I?
1: Well, hopefully you've got more mystery going on than just that.
0: Would it be appealing if I was more mysterious?
1: <laughs> I don't know, uh, you know, sometimes I think that's a little overdone, so maybe we just... We keep certain things to ourselves, and accept it as that. And you can choose how mysterious you are to me.
0: I've been burned by men of mystery before, so.
1: Well, thankfully. I'd rather like
0: to. I'd rather like to skirt the line a little bit, and you know, maybe offer up a little bit of it, but you know, try to be upfront about most things.
1: Yeah, uh, thankfully I'm not a man of mystery, so you don't have to worry about that.
0: Well, you're very intriguing, in either way.
1: Thanks. I guess I'll um, uh, I'll take that as a compliment. And you know, with the big paycheck coming my way, I can uh, also accept your offer for drinks. But maybe after um, maybe after my trip down to the pornography studio
0: you guys are still walking down the street and at the end of the road is a rather sleek black corporate looking car and um she stops at it she says well this has been fun you have my number if you need anything uh this is my ride
1: I gotta say, this is probably the most pleasant walk through the cemetery I've had since I was a teenager.
0: We'll unpack that over drinks. Hey everyone, Gavin here to talk to you about how you can support our show. If you like our show and want us to do better, consider sharing us with your friends, family, and coworkers. Listen to every new episode. Consider taking just a few moments and leaving a review on iTunes. Having reviews really helps us by making our show more visible to other potential listeners. If you have a little bit of extra money to share and like bonus content, maybe become a patron of Roll Warriors at www.patreon.com backslash roll underscore warriors. If you pledge just $5 a month, you will get access to exclusive bonus episodes tailor-made with our patrons in mind. We recently released our first bonus episode and sent links out to our patrons. Overall, we've had only positive feedback on it, and we sure had a blast putting it together. On a related note, I'd like to take a moment and thank our current patrons, Daniel Sittler, Billy Young, and James Beatty. Be sure to follow us on Twitter at RollWarriors to get updates about the show and tweet at us using the RollWarriors hashtag. We've considered doing fake future advertisements during this ad break and would be interested in audience submissions. If you want to contribute, make sure to tweet at us with your idea or submission. Lastly, be sure to check out our website at www.rollwarriorsadventures.weebly.com for links to our Twitter feed, our most recent episodes, and bios for both our characters and the people behind the characters. So go check it out. All right, that's enough for me. Enjoy the rest of the episode. You guys are having this conversation um, in the evening after Abel has returned from her her private meeting.
1: My jaunt, if you will.
2: Yes, your jaunt. No, like I I think it's a good idea, Abel. But like, one thing that I kind of like noticed about like Fidel and whatnot when we were doing this deal was he kept pretty much everything like close to the chest. Like, I, I okay. think if one thing. If I learned from from Fidel and everybody else in like um, the Donatis in this crime deal or in this gun deal rather, they're pretty loyal. I don't think money's really going to sway them because it seems like they have a lot of money and it seems like they don't really care where it goes as long as they get what they want. So like, I don't know if I'm really. I'm going to be honest with you guys. Like, I'm really up, apprehensive about like. Busting in, guns blazing, you know, or even like trying to rob the place and getting caught because, not only from my experience with just them talking to them face to face, do they seem like ten times more dangerous than the um, than the candies, but they're also like professional. Like the candies, pfft, I don't. They they don't seem very professional to me compared to these guys. Like these guys know what the hell they're doing and like they could fuck us up in a bunch of different ways or keep us alive and fuck us up even worse. So like, I don't know. I think maybe the, the best way to do this is just, I don't know, maybe not do it at all. Like what if we just go to, what if we just go to Sahara right now and tell them about like what we found, what I found out about like the nuclear stuff. Like maybe they would send other people in, to get the files who might be a little bit better than we are, or maybe they'll equip us with some better tools. I just, I'm kind of scratching my head at this and I'm not really sure what we should do.
3: Okay. I, I have a question. How much of this is you not wanting to step on toes with your other business deal?
2: Well, I would say it's like probably 60, 40 because like, well, no, I'd say it's more like 70, 30, 30 being not stepping on their toes because like the 70% comes from me seeing like how well connected they are in the city. Like if a higher up in your fucking mafia can like walk with a fucking nuclear device out of police station after stealing it, probably out of evidence lockup and just walk out of there unscathed, like. That's fucking deep, man. Like that's some that's some sketchy shit. Like they fuck fuck they could have people in Sahara, man, and we wouldn't even know. Like, I I don't know, Abel. So you, I I understand. You want to go?
1: You want to go and tell Sahara that you did an arms deal under and while you're on their job?
2: I mean, they probably won't give a shit. They just want this other job done. I mean, but Abel, like I. I kinda understand where you were coming from last time before we went in and, and dealt with the Kennedys and ended up in that shootout. Like I, I'm trying to like see it from all of our points of view and I th- I think I understand like the Kennedys scared you because they they were the they were the group that like you knew the most about. But like to me these guys are way more professional and that's wh- that's what scares me. Like if they're capable and they're professional, then I don't know. I don't know, man.
1: Glad you actually learned something on that, then.
3: Yeah, and I see your concerns. Um, We're definitely
1: going to have to go about this from a more cautious standpoint. Um, So, what if we had a more indirect
3: involvement in this Exercise. what if the people that we've uh, assembled were more directly involved and we sort of operated from the sidelines?
1: I mean, that's all well and good, but the more individuals we bring into this, we're working with classified intel. Who's to say anybody, including this weird kimono shithead that Saul's been adopted by, Who's to say he doesn't take any of this information and run it to the highest bidder? Skeleton well, could easily buy this guy off and he could sit at the slots for two weeks and not give a shit about us.
3: Well, he doesn't need to know what he's, what he's looking for. We could make something up.
2: I feel like Sense is good at, like, one thing and one thing alone, really. I and mean, that's, like, playing the slots and, like, playing his gambling games at the casino. He doesn't seem to be, like, the kind of type that would really be you know cloak and dagger sort of shit um what what would you guys say if we hired or we recruited a team of people to do it in our stead
1: yeah i mean you got the money don't you so
2: give me like three days and i'll have it and i mean like i mean so i find you what's the name of that that guy you've been seeing Amir. yeah like do you think you would know anybody that would be able to, like, get us in? Because, well, shoot. Hey, Abel, what, what's the list of, like, stuff we got to get through to get this file? I know you said you were doing some recon on that.
1: Yeah, so... The kind of obvious one is the, the, the 20 to 30 armed guards that are patrolling the place day in and day out. And then... uh Unfortunately for you, Sufungi, sounds like the AI in that place is not very amicable to folks poking around, so
2: you'd yeah. be in trouble
1: if you jumped in on that. And I don't know the specifics on that, I just uh, I know it's, it's bad news bears. They got a turret out in the hallway, too. So, Saul, I don't know if you can uh, got anything bigger than their guns, but... They've definitely got it trained on intruders outside Evelyn's office. She's got a reinforced security door. Apparently her safe is uh, double encrypted. So we need to figure out exactly how to break into that bad boy by the time we get in the office. To top it all off, once we get in there and get what we need, we gotta get the fuck out.
3: Uh, okay, so how about... That group that we recruit, we just like hire as a distraction, so we just hire them to cause chaos. And maybe that'll keep the naughty family busy while we slip in and slip out.
2: Yeah, I honestly, I'm 100 I'm percent to go back to Sahara and like kind of weigh our options. Like, I mean, it's one thing dealing with like a small crew or like a crew that deals with nothing but street drugs. It's another thing to deal with a crew that fucking deals nuclear weapons, and that shit scares me, man.
0: If you guys are gonna talk to anyone in Sahara, I think um, Mrs. Blue would probably have the most um, useful information, given her her job as chief security.
3: All right, so I guess we're gonna see Ms. Blue
2: probably tomorrow, man. It's it's kind of late. I think uh, yeah, I think yeah, it is like. 10 30 at night. Yeah, I've been getting like these kind of weird headaches for the last couple of days. I think um I don't know if it's been the stress man or like all well, the last day or so. I don't know if it's been the stress or or whatnot, or maybe you know, maybe that implant's just kinda of going crazy in my brain. But I think I gotta get some sleep.
1: Sufangji, have you had any uh weird shit with your implant?
3: Um not that I can say, i i seem to be feeling all right. What about you?
1: Yeah, I'm fine.
2: Oh, it's it's not the Sahara one. It's it's the other one.
1: You have you have two.
2: Saul so is already walking into the bathroom and like <laughs> starting to brush his teeth. Yeah.
1: How much you want to bet it's an anal probe?
0: Mm. It makes all his it makes all his poop smell like uh like cinnamon rolls.
1: Does he have a poopery implant? Is that what it is?
3: <laughs> Cinnamon raisins.
1: <reason>. Yep. <laughs> instead of like the anal glands on a dog, it's just like a poopery gland that he had implanted.
0: The major problem is it itches like none other.
1: Yeah, and he's got to have a high fiber diet otherwise.
3: Oh, so that's why he rubs his butt on the carpet.
1: You know, I, <laughs> I had a feeling that those things were going to get recalled.
0: Saul, as you sleep, um, you start to dream. You are in a familiar place, somewhere you have revisited time and time again in your dreams. Before you sits a man in a police uniform. He has draped a blanket over your shoulders, and you feel its scratchy polyester blend on your skin. His mouth moves impossibly slowly as his lips form the words, parents accident and death the whole scene around you and the cops uh moves quicker than reality forms moving through the police station as blurs of blue you watch as the cops lips form the words and you look past him in disbelief at the light on the ceiling the same light you remember from your kitchen and the buzzing is incessant as you are drawn like a moth to this light the scene around you changes Suddenly, you are laying in a bed of white sheets in a very bright room. Rays of sunlight cheat through the sheer white curtains and set aglow the blonde curly locks on the head of your sleeping companion. She opens her golden hazel eyes and stares with contentment at you through those pools of honey, a smile forming on her face. You feel a renewed contentment you haven't felt in a long time, but you can't figure out why. As you lay on your pillow, looking at her, her face begins to change and contort into that of horror and pain. Her arm shoots up from her sides and grabs your cheeks, and she says, Saul, you must save me. Help me, Saul. The dream falls away from you as a swirling black vortex engulfs the room, sucking the curtain's bedsheets and finally the woman into its shuddering aperture. You hear her screams fade as you are left alone, in a black abyss. As before, you leap to consciousness, drenched in
2: sweat and breathing hard. And I think, I think, uh, Soy Fungi, depending on where you would be, you kind of, you're, you might notice right away that, like, Saul jumped up with a gasp and then just leans over and retches and vomits all over the floor.
3: Oh. Wow, Saul, you okay? That, Seems kind of intense. Is it that
2: chip problem you're having? Saul looks over to you and just says, what am I supposed to do about Janet? And you can see his nose starts to bleed a little bit.
3: Oh, oh, wow. Saul, you're having some issues, man. Um, You might want to go to the bathroom. Saul! Saul!
2: Wake up! You can, you can see him, like, shake his head really hard after you say his name a couple times, and he just just nods, and he looks really pale, and he just kind of stumbles off to the bathroom. And he just he closes the door, and he just spends, like, what probably like an hour and a half in there. You don't hear any water. You don't hear him using the restroom at all. You don't hear him doing anything. It's just behind a locked door for, like, an hour and a half. And then he comes back out. And you can see him go over to the bath or to the, the kitchen area of the, the um, apartment and just like grab some rags and just start to like kind of mop up the puke off the floor. And he's just like dead silent the entire time.
3: Okay, well, Sorfinji is a little perturbed by silence because she finds it suspicious. So now she's just like eerily cautious of Saul. And she calls out to Saul, um, Saul, are you good?
2: What? What? What?
3: Are you okay? You're more quiet than usual.
2: Yeah, I just, like, I woke up and I had this, like, really bad pain in my stomach. And then, like, I don't know. I just remember going to the bathroom and then I... Oh, I'm cleaning up vomit again.
3: Yeah, are you are you sure you're okay? You just you seem to be a little different lately. I mean,
2: it it happens from time to time, I, and he's he's like shaking. I um. Sometimes I have like dreams, and like sometimes I remember them, and other times I don't. And I think it's the times that I don't remember, and that's kind of the fucking scariest, you know. Um. Oh. But. Yeah. Okay. Sometimes, sometimes they just, you know, d- hey did did anything come into the room? Did you like see any lights or anything?
3: Oh, no, uh, it was just me. Um, do you want to talk about your dream? Like, what happened? Like,
2: well, I want to know. Like, are you sure it was just you? Are you sure? Like, did you feel anything weird? Like, oh, oh, what time was it before I woke up? Um,
3: I right know I wasn't really paying attention to the time.
2: Shit. Fuck! Oh, uh, so yeah. Uh, uh, that's the only way we could have known, man.
3: I was definitely the only one awake or moving in the room before you did, though.
2: Yeah, but sometimes, sometimes what happens is like you feel like that, and then you look over. Like, let's say it ha- Let's say I woke up at like two or something. Like, if you feel like you're the only person in the room, and then I'm up and I'm already like moving around and like freaking out. And then you look back at the clock and it's like two 30. That's okay. So that's, that's what we call missing time. And like, that's classic when like, when they come. Okay. So it, this is probably, uh, I'm not gonna lie. This has happened to me before. This is probably what, what, like I was probably visited and you just didn't know.
3: I will be sure to keep an eye out next time. So
2: yeah, it's, it's okay. Like, like it's, it's classic. Like I understand you don't have your Mufon badge. It's, it takes a little bit of time to get, but like, um, yeah, so like, they, they took me to a room, and I remember the lights, and I remember go- gold. gold. Gold? Gold. Yeah, gold. I don't know. It was something about gold, golden, golden something.
3: Golden showers? No.
2: You mm, <laughs> can kind of see, like, You've seen this before back in the, the hotel that we were staying in previously. Um mm-hmm. and he's just like, I I don't I don't know. Something about golden person, golden hair, golden eyed asking me pleading with me something and then and then it was just darkness the darkness of space. This that's what it was. It was space, man.
3: You should definitely catalog these things, Saul. They're I have a feeling there's something more to this that maybe you or I aren't realizing that could be very substantial later.
2: I mean, probably. Did did I say anything?
3: I mean, you're talking about, you're referencing gold, something gold.
2: No, but like right when I woke up, did I say anything?
3: Oh, um, you, you mumbled something. I didn't quite make it out. Um, and then you, and then you got up and went to the bathroom for a very long
2: time. Oh shit. I don't even remember being in there, man. Oh man. What if they came twice? What if it was,
3: I mean, I was watching everything you were doing, so you definitely weren't visited while you were awake. Um, I, 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 I just think maybe, I think maybe you're just, you were outside yourself. And maybe, I don't know, maybe it's more psychological, which is why I'm saying you should, like, catalog these things. Maybe maybe you step outside yourself for whatever reason. Um, could be trauma-related. Could be something that you're repressing, something important, something that could give unlock a lot of answers that you're looking for, maybe. I don't know. What do you what do you think? Anything you could possibly remember?
2: I mean, not really, but I guess like, I guess I guess that's good advice. Like, everybody knows a good Mufon agent should have a um, dream journal. I think that's a good idea. Oh, thanks, thanks for uh, at least watching my back, Swayfungi. I'm gonna, I'm gonna try to get some sleep.
3: Yeah, of course. And like, if you ever want to talk about it more, like I'm always here. I mean, I don't sleep, so um. Whatever you need, we're a team. I got you.
2: Cool. I appreciate it. And yeah. so I'll, like pats Soy fungi's head, like awkwardly, and then
3: And Soy reflexively grabs your
2: wrist. <laughs> and Oh, 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 oh. Okay, good night. And yeah, he just his arm goes limp and he just like starts to slonk away back to the couch. Yeah, the rest of the night passes uneventfully.
0: And you guys wake up in the morning.